0: Aunt Becky's got something great for you. The rest of us, we're going to start a brand new series today. It's our Christmas series. And by the way, doesn't doesn't the place look great here? Didn't didn't they do great? Yeah. Let's see, Paula and I think Marty was part of that, and Jessica was part of that. Am I missing anybody? Dan? Where'd he go? Oh, there he is. Okay. Okay. Well, that's awesome. So let's show our appreciation for them. That They... That's great. You don't just trust anyone to put up that tree, let me tell you. In fact, you dare not touch it unless Paula says it's okay. So uh, it is officially the Christmas season, so here we go. And I want to share some messages uh, with this theme. Uh, and It's going to be a Christmas like no other a christmas like no other i want to uh, I want to pour out some parts of the christmas story today and and i think a lot of times we get really caught up in kind of the pageantry of christmas right you know the the, the wise men some of you maybe you were in a uh, a christmas play when you were younger got how many of you guys like me you wore your bathrobe and and carried a stick, and that made you a shepherd, right? That was our costume department of my church growing up. And uh, and, and, and all that is great, but at the same time, I really want us to be reminded that there are a lot of messages that the Lord has for us around this Christmas season. And with this theme, A Christmas Like No Other, This morning, I would like to start by sharing a message entitled, A Name Like No Other. The name of Jesus, a name like no other. Now, you might expect me, since I'm preaching about Christmas, uh, and I will be doing so, Lord willing, for the next few weeks, you might expect me to be in the New Testament, but I'm actually going to take you to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And so if you've got your Bibles, uh, you can go ahead and turn there. Some of you, it might take you uh, a little longer to find Isaiah because that might not be a book that you're used to reading all the time. It's in the Old Testament. It's a really large book. And Isaiah is called one of the major prophets. Uh, A lot of prophetic prophets. Uh, statements and Bible verses are found in the book of Isaiah. There's a lot of prophecies that Jesus fulfilled in this book, a lot of prophecies that dealt with Jesus' death. But did you know that there were a number of prophecies that also predicted the birth of Jesus as well? And Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 is one of those. And we're going to look at this together. So if you're able to, uh, would you stand with me in honor of the reading of God's Word? We're just going to read one verse today. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, here's what it says. For to us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. There are, there's no other name like the name of Jesus. Will you pray with me, Jesus? Thank you for just how good you are, how great this time has been to be in your presence. I'm asking you now, Lord, that you would speak to your people and let the presentation and the reception of your word be uh, very special today and i ask you that you would do some great things and it's in your name we pray and we all said amen amen, amen. you may be seated you may be seated all right how many uh how many nicknames how how many people uh, okay let me give you some anderson no i won't do that never mind I, I was going to give you some trivia about my wife, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, but how many nicknames are in the house here today? You 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 constantly go by nickname. Uh, when when sure, Jen Jen, what is your nickname, Jen? Jenny Mac, right? Okay, that's hers. Uh, I thought you were going to say princess, but uh, okay, uh, that's at home. Okay. <laughs> Uh, when my when my son was playing soccer, uh, I, I would I, I would yell "Tiger" from across the the field, and he knew that I was encouraging him with the wisdom of God uh, on on how to play soccer. And um, uh, for me, I've got I've got a number of uh, different roles, I guess you could say, where people know me. For example. A lot of you know me as a friend. Uh, Many of you, if not most of you, know me as pastor, okay? Uh, There's one in here that knows me as a dad. And uh, there's one in here who knows me as her husband. And I have all these different names and these different roles, and that requires me to speak differently Uh, in different situations to different people for example i I also serve this area as as in what's called a a a presbyter where i uh, give support to a number of other churches in the area and uh and so i deal with those people in a different way than i would my wife for example so for example i'm not going to call the pastor in ravenna and say make me a sandwich I have never, by the way, I have never in 34 years told my wife to make me a sandwich, okay? Because that would be the last time I ever say that. So, so I just tell my son to do that, but yeah. But no, how I would talk uh, with my family would be way different than how I would speak to a fellow pastor that maybe I get to serve with or, or, or give support to, um, when I was a coach, uh, I would speak to my players a little bit differently than I would uh, my church, for example. I'm not going to make you do 10 push-ups if you don't come to church. Uh, and some of you are so thankful for that because that would take a long time to do. So what, what am I saying? My, my communication with different people really depends on my role. Uh, it, it depends on how they identify with me. Annette identifies with me as her husband. Jonathan identifies me as dad. You identify me as pastor. And then I come to our verse that we just read. We're in this whole piece of scripture. There's this verse that we hear about a lot when we're talking about the Christmas story, that that he will be known as Wonderful Counselor the Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And just as there are moments where I need to communicate with somebody based on what role I am, I believe that those labels that we have of Jesus today give you someone to speak to that you may need to communicate in a pretty serious way today. In fact, I would say that there are uh, there's a lot we can learn about the names of God as we look a little bit closer. And so, I want to identify these four roles, and I might ask you today which one of these do you find yourself needing to speak to before you leave church today? For example. He is known in verse 6 as the Wonderful Counselor. Now, some people like to separate these two. I think they actually go together. He is the Wonderful Counselor. Now, I don't know how many of you have ever uh, dealt with a counselor before. We're blessed to have in our congregation Wayne Taylor, who served at Emerge Ministries for many, many years and counseled many, many people, and uh, brought healing to so many that were in need of it. And I have seen the role of a counselor be kind of a dual role. Uh, First of all, there's that point where that counselor needs to speak into our lives, where he is willing to speak to, or she is willing to speak to you. And I want you to know that the Lord today is willing to speak to each and every one of us here this morning. In fact, I believe He's doing it now as we look at His Word. God's Word is so powerful, by the way. I never, I never take for granted the fact that the moment that we open God's Word, that the Lord has something incredible to say to somebody in this place. I can't tell you how many times People have said, oh, pastor, you were preaching right to me. Oh, and, and, and no, your spouse did not send me an email saying, nail him with this. Uh, that, we, don't, <laughs> we don't do that here. But there's a way that the Holy Spirit speaks to us when we look at God's word, and he meets us right where we're at. And he speaks life to us. You know, Jesus identified the role of the Holy Spirit in being a counselor for us. In the book of John, chapter 14, verse 28, in the New International Version, it says, But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you, teach you all things, and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Church, there are moments where I need to hear from God. How about you? There are moments where I'm just not sure which direction to go. And I dare not go without the Holy Spirit's leading. I dare not go without knowing that God has confirmed that this is the direction that he wants me to take. And church, I just want you to know that do not jump from huge decision to huge decision. That kind of person scares me to death. And maybe you're one of them. They jump from huge decision to huge decision to huge decision to huge decision. We're changing careers like we're changing socks. We're changing spouses like we, well, we're, and, and we go from relationship to relationship to relationship it's just like, ah, where's God in this decision? Well, it just feels right. And once again, I say, ah, where's God in this decision? Because we dare not go by our feelings. we got to hear from God. And, and, And maybe today you need to set an appointment, just you and God, with Him being your wonderful counselor. But I told you there was a dual role of a counselor. Not only does a counselor speak to you, but I have found the best counselors that are out there are the ones that are willing to listen. Have you ever gone to somebody to talk to them and they don't listen to a word you say and they just keep on talking? Folks, I've had phone calls with people like that. I've made a game out of it before. I'll just say the most outlandish things on the phone just to see if they're listening. I have a third eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you also. Okay, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I killed my family yesterday. Yeah, okay, yeah, but let me tell you about this. It's just like, well, they are not listening to me whatsoever. Here's what we know. We know that when we go to the Lord, He'll listen. When nobody else does, He will. I should say that again. If nobody else is listening to you, God will. And And, and just because we may not get what we are looking for does not mean that God's not listening. You know what? Sometimes God loves me so much that He doesn't give me what I want. (laughs) Should I I say it again? Because that that was like a tweet for somebody. Sometimes God loves me so much that He won't give me what I really want. And I love Him for that. And sometimes... Wow, I, I've had moments. I had one this week. Well, I just I just didn't know. I, I, w- I was mad. Yes, Pastor gets mad. I was sad all at the same time. And and I just I just I'm in the car. And I'm like, Lord, this situation is really upsetting to me. This bothers me, God. I, I just got to tell you, I, I, I don't like this. I am, please do something about this, God. But, but it wasn't the most spiritual prayer, oh, Father, which you... it would just matter me seeing what was on my heart. And you know what? I think your wonderful counselor welcomes that today. You don't have to impress him with dressing up your prayer. Just tell him what's on your heart. Tell him what's on your mind. Well, I got some, some not-so-nice things in my heart and on my mind. God can handle you. He can handle it. Why? Because He's your wonderful counselor. Secondly, not only is your Lord your wonderful counselor, but maybe today you need to speak to your mighty God. He is a wonderful counselor. Absolutely. He will speak through His Word, through His Holy Spirit, and He'll listen to me when I talk. But then there's moments where I just I need a mighty God. I need to be reminded that God is bigger than me, bigger than what I can even fathom uh in, in fact and, and i've I've been around Jesus for a long time now. I got saved when I was just nine years old it so 's like twenty years ish i've been i've been a christian ish thereabouts and and i'm reminded over and over that my God is mighty enough to do anything. Amen. I've seen Him do too much. I, I, I've seen Him healed. So, so when, I, when I pray for some that are watching us online that can't be here, I pray with a confidence because I've seen God heal before. I've seen God deliver before. I've seen God minister before. Some of you, you are an answer to prayer. The fact that you're sitting in a church. The fact that you're sitting anywhere is an answer to prayer. And it's because of a mighty God who is able to do so much. I found this verse this week, and I loved it. It's from Psalm 145, verse 3. It says this, Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Look at that last part. His greatness no one can fathom. The very moment you think you've got God figured out is the very moment that your concept of God is way too small. Let me say that again. The very moment that you think you've got God all figured out is the exact moment that your concept of God is way too small. Because no man can fathom his greatness. My goodness, folks. It, it, It says that he holds the universe Within the palm of the span of his hand, think of that. Think of that. This God that formed the galaxies and formed the stars and the, and the planets and everything. this is the same God that I'm trusting with my financial need. This is the same mighty God that I'm trusting to work things out for me. This is the same God that I'm trusting to heal my body or someone else's body. When I realize how great He is, it makes it easier to do so. I've, I've, I've mentioned this before, but when you take a magnifying glass, and forgive me if this is a repeat for you, but if you take a magnifying glass and you look at something, what's the purpose of that? It's to make the image bigger. It's not just to burn the ants. It's to make, it's to make your view, it's to make your view of what you're looking at bigger. Sometimes even more detailed. It's all because you're looking through that magnifying glass. Is it any wonder that we're told in the Psalms to magnify the Lord? What are you doing? Are you making God bigger? No. God's unchanging. What are you doing? You're making your view of God bare. And when you do that, then you see parts of him that you didn't realize. You, you, you discover God in a way that maybe you haven't discovered. Your concept of him gets so much bigger when you magnify and worship him and praise him because that's what our worship does. And the bigger your concept of God, the easier it is for you to lean on a mighty God. He's able to do more than we can imagine. I'm a creative guy. Some of you know that. I mean, I, I, I come up with ideas, I, I, concepts, but, but in all this effort of mine to try to be as creative as possible, I still cannot fathom how awesome and great God is. And you know what? That statement reminds me of Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Immeasurably more than we can even ask or imagine. He exceeds your words. He exceeds your thoughts. Try Him. Try Him. You think He's just bound by what you say? That's why this whole concept of, of thinking that God is somehow limited by the words that we have to say is so silly Because God is greater than my words. He's greater than my thoughts. And He is a mighty God. So you today, you might need uh, quite a miracle in your life. You you might need an answer to prayer that seems out of reach for you. Then may I suggest today that maybe it's not the wonderful counselor you need to speak to this morning, but maybe it's the mighty God Maybe that's the role that you need to speak to. You need to speak to the one who can do anything and walk out of here assured that he's in control, like we were singing earlier today. Thirdly, here's the third role. Wonderful Counselor to the Mighty God. Thirdly, the Everlasting Father. And and some of you, you're tempted to camp out on the word Father. Father. And I want to camp out on the word everlasting. (laughs) Not because I have daddy issues, okay? So, So hear me today, okay? Whether your relationship with your earthly father is good or bad, I'm not talking about that here. Here's what I love, you see. Knowing that he's not only my father, but he's my everlasting father, that means that God will never choose to stop being my father how about that see there might be some relationships in your life that are kind of conditional what do i mean by that they depend on what you could do for them (laughs) i've all of a sudden got a lot of new friends uh, in the last few weeks But God's, God's feelings towards you don't depend on how successful you are. Or even how, are you ready for this? Not even how faithful you've been. Now, God wants you to remain faithful to Him, okay? But if you haven't gotten it right this week, He's still your Father. If you've walked away from Him, He's still your Father. I'm reminded of the story of the prodigal son uh, where. where He finally came to his senses, the boy did, as Jesus is telling this story. And Jesus paints this picture of of, of this father who is an illustration of, of our father, God, and how he's actually looking for his son. He was looking for his son. If you have somehow strayed from God, may I tell you that your everlasting father is craning his neck Spiritually looking for you, looking for any opportunity that he can get for you to come back to him and be in right relationship with him. Why? Because he has no desire to ever stop being your father. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 3, it says, The Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing love kindness. He loves you with an everlasting love. So I want you to know this today. There is nothing you can do. There is nothing you can do to make the Lord stop loving you. Nothing. No matter how hard you try. And maybe it didn't take too much for someone to stop loving you here on earth. But God will never stop. Because not only is He your Father, He's your everlasting Father. Amen. Now, does this give you a license to act any way that you want to? Absolutely not. Because with that love comes His expectations of us to try to be as faithful as we can. But some of us grew up in an in a environment where God was kind of like a, a, a speed trap, right? Right? And he has his. Where's Mark? <laughs> okay. Uh, and and he has his his laser speed gun, his sin gun, <laughs> right? And he can't wait to nail you and give you a spiritual ticket. And that's not God. It's not at all. Now he expects holiness from us, but but he's not waiting to catch you doing something wrong. If anything, He's waiting to catch you doing something right. He loves you with an everlasting love, a love that will not end. And maybe that's whom you need to speak to. You just need to be reminded that He still loves you. Even if you haven't gotten it right, He still loves you. Then lastly today, He's your Prince of Peace. He's your Prince of Peace. Boy, we live in some crazy times now, don't we? Wow. I used to laugh when old people like me would say that when I was a kid. <laughs> now I'm an old person and I'm saying that. That's crazy. And, and, and there's, there's chaos out there. And financial markets are touch and go. Countries are are warring with each other and it, it just It's crazy. Governments you know, we, we can't even get elections right half the time in some places. I'm not getting political. And and, and there's so much distrust and so much chaos and, and then there's so much anger. And, and even Christian people get, like, really angry on social media or even face-to-face. It's like, ah, thanks for the joy of the Lord. <laughs> and it's all this chaos, and it's all this, and, and, and then I'm reminded that I serve the Prince of Peace. Listen, peace is not necessarily the absence of conflict. And it's not necessarily the absence of a storm. It's actually peace even while the storm is blowing. I'm reminded when I grew up in Illinois, when the tornado sirens would sound, my wife, she's the smart one. She goes downstairs downstairs. Me, I go on the front deck. (laughs) Because I want to see the funnel cloud. Weird. But growing up around that, I just, I'm still not very nervous when it comes to storms. I kind of like watching them. I know, I'll bring that up to my therapist uh, later next week. But hear me. Some of us think that the definition of peace is no storms, no wind, no tornadoes, no sirens, no having to take shelter. And sometimes the winds blow and the floods come and things happen and life gets messy and things get chaotic. And then I'm reminded I Serve the Prince of Peace. Wow. You know what? In these uncertain times, isn't it good to know that you serve the source of all peace? Jesus? In fact, your peace is not going to be found in your bank account. Your peace is not going to be found in your job. Your peace is not going to be found in your dazzling personality. Peace is only found in the Prince of Peace. Paul said this to an entire church in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16. He said, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. You know what? Some of you, you, you might want to just write that verse down. It's one of the famous 316s in the Bible. This one's 2 Thessalonians 3.16. May the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. And maybe for you, things have just gotten chaotic in your life. And the person whom you need to speak to before you leave this place is the Prince of Peace. He is the answer. The Prince of Peace. He is the answer to any anxiety you might have today. Same God, same Lord, same Jesus, but different roles. My question would be, whom do you need to speak to today? Again, before this day is over, I will speak to somebody as a friend, I'll speak to somebody as a husband. I'll speak to somebody as a father. I'll speak to somebody as a pastor. I might even speak to somebody as a neighbor and ask why he blew his leaves in my yard. I'll just give that to Jesus. I'm the same person, different roles. Jesus is the same person, but today... You may need to speak to your wonderful counselor. You may just need to unload on him today. Tell him what's on your heart. He can handle it. And you know what? I would encourage you if you are talking to your wonderful counselor, he will listen to every word. But, but, Christians, let's be quiet long enough for him to maybe speak into our spirits. Don't do all the talking. Maybe you need to speak today to your mighty God. The one who could do more than you ask. You might need a miracle today. Would you talk to your mighty God about it? It's not a sign of weakness. In fact, if anything, it's a sign of strength that you're willing to depend on Him for what you're facing. Maybe you need to speak to your everlasting Father. Maybe you think that God's love and God's grace is nothing more than a switch that gets flipped on and off every day. And maybe for the first time in a long time, you need to be reminded that you are serving a God who loves you so much that He never, ever wants to stop being your Father because He's an everlasting Father. Or maybe today, things are kind of chaotic, and I know we're in the probably one of the craziest seasons of the year right now, I get it. I'm talking to a church that's about to allow 450 plus people into their building in a couple weeks. Boy, do we need peace, huh? But maybe your chaos is at home or maybe your chaos is at work or maybe your chaos is in uh, way outside of the doors of this church and you just need to talk to the Lord and say, God, I need peace. I need your peace. That peace that you promised, that's for me, God. I don't, I don't know. I don't know whom you need to speak to, but I do know this, he is willing to meet with you today, your wonderful counselor, your mighty God, your everlasting Father, your Prince of Peace. Would you stand with me, please? Hallelujah. Isn't God's word good? Amen. Man. And I really felt when I was preparing for this morning that God would really be speaking directly to some people here today. And, and the Lord does that kind of thing because He loves you so much that He'll get your attention even through a sermon, maybe through a lyric and a song that we sang. But, but God will go to great lengths to try to get your attention so that you can connect with him today and I'm going to pray and I just want to turn this place into a place of prayer and and for you speaking to and listening to God, it might mean coming and kneeling at an altar area and doing so or, or maybe you're way more comfortable doing that at your seat but I will tell you that If you will draw near to God today, He will draw near to you. So I invite you to have an appointment today, uh, maybe an unexpected one, with Jesus. And let Him do the work that needs to be done in your life. So I'm going to pray. And when I'm done, I'm going to say amen. And that's our green light to all of us to pray. And when you're finished, you can consider yourself dismissed, and if you want to fellowship with each other, which is great, it's encouraged here, let's do so in the lobby so that we don't disturb anyone who might be praying, but I think God wants to meet with some people today. So Jesus, some of you, uh, or some of what you are to us, God, is what we are asking for today. We We're asking, Lord, that you would be that wonderful counselor, that you would speak to our hearts and we would hear you and you would listen to us. God, some of us need a big miracle, so we're going to come to you knowing that you're a mighty God. Lord, some of us, we just need to be reminded of your love, so we're going to come to you knowing that you're an everlasting Father. And Lord, amidst the chaos, some of us, just need to talk to our Prince of Peace. God, however we approach you, I pray that you would receive us now and touch us, I pray. So meet with your people, I ask you, Jesus. That name that is like none other. And it's in your name we ask this. Amen. If you need to pray, feel free to do so right now.